I, I many times I see when they do speak amongst themselves, they speak normally. Then when they speak to a brother, you know, they become much more very soft, very sweet, or, romantic. Or very sweet. Oh, thank you, brother, brother thank Fado, you. brother Fado. You oh. look so nice today. <laughs> oh, come on, brother, brother Fati. Oh, thank you so much. You know. Welcome to another episode of Banters That Edify with Abba's Dwelling, where we turn inspiring stories into beautiful conversations and discuss topics that don't just entertain, but also edify. So sit back, grab a popcorn or your favorite snack and enjoy the ride. It promises to be fun. Welcome again to this wonderful episode of Banters That Edify with Abba's Dwelling, powered by Jegron. Today, we're going to be discussing a very sensitive yet interesting topic. I have the pleasure of um, leading this discussion with um, Dr. Faru Nom, who um, is a lecturer, uh, an expert in his field, and also has several years of experience counseling young men, single guys, you know. So again, and then we'll have someone else on this discussion also. For today, we're having boys talk. So this is for boys only, okay? So if you're listening to this and you're a girl, send it to your brothers, your friends, pastors. Uh, maybe you shouldn't send it to your pastor because I don't know how that would be. Right? But please send it to all the male figures in your life. This is going to be boys talk and we hope to have an interesting time. Once again, welcome Dr. Father to this conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank, Thank you. you. So again, we are talking about the sexuality, handling sexuality as a Christian male, as a single Christian male, because if you're married, it shouldn't be such an issue. Although married men say they have their own issues, but that's not my business for today. So <laughs> he said, yeah, Dr. Father is married, by the way, to a wonderful uh, woman. They are blessed with three children. So um, we had this blog post posted on the Abba's Dwelling blog titled The Christian Male and His Sexuality. Um, and it's based on that that we are having this conversation, right? Mm. The thing of um, Christian guys having sexual orgies. So the first question I want to ask is quite simple and direct. Is this a real issue? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, over the years, um, interacting with, with young men, um, teenagers mm -hmm. up until young adults, it's a very, very real, um, a very, very present issue. Okay. It's like, it's, it's never ending. So far okay. as you have young men, you have okay. this issue. All right. It's a boy thing or is it, uh, it's more of a boy thing and a girl thing or it's an only boy thing? Um, it's both sides. It's, it's not easy to answer, right? I, I can, yeah, I will not be surprised. <laughs> I, but I think it's more of a boy thing. I've, I've okay. seen some, um, I've seen a study somewhere that says the, the libido of a young man is on average 10 times. I don't know how that figure is. Right? I mean, how, how accurate it is. I don't know how they measured it, right? But this is one yeah. publication. So it's 10 times yeah. in intensity what a woman experiences. So that means if you're a young lady and if you, you think you have sexual urges, just multiply what you think you have by 10. And that's what the average guy that's around you man, right? is going through every day. That is normal day. You know, women have cycles. Men do not have cycles. So mm -hmm. a man is ready two for seven, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so if it is such a real issue, two things I want to ask after that. 
Does the Bible say anything about it? That's the first question. The second one is, why are not many people talking about it, especially in church? You can answer them in any order. Okay. Um, of course, the Bible does talk about this. Um, you may not find it. Some people may say, well, not directly. Okay. Okay. Because when when you find um, when you find verses in Scripture that talks about staying away from fornication, multiply mm -hmm. therefore your members which are on earth, fornication, all of that. Yeah. That way you go to Ephesians talking about the the works of the flesh mm -hmm. are manifest. And when you read that in the Passion Translation, it just breaks it down. Right. Wow. Talks about inordinate affection. Talks about pornography. Mm. Talks about all of that. So yes, the Bible does talk about it. The question okay. is, people ask, well, is it particularly directed at young men? Because those scriptures were not specifically for young men, right? Yeah. yeah. Yet we find other scriptures. When Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5, 2, and he was, he was, he was entreating him, was begging him to relate with younger women as sisters. As sisters. A young yeah. man. And he says, yeah. with all purity. purity. You know, so that kind of connected to the fact that he recognized um, oh, that oh. as a young man, okay. Okay, there were these passions, okay. there were these things that if he were not to relate with the younger women as sisters with mm. all purity, it could lead somewhere. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So, yeah, you could find that the Bible does talk about that. You find interesting scriptures where Job says, look, I had made a covenant with my eyes mm. that I would not think. Hmm. I, I've always asked, what's the connection between eyes and thinking? and thinking? The eyes are not for thinking, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. wow. Well, I, I strongly believe that Job made that covenant when he was a young man. Okay. So yes, the Bible does talk about it. Now, why do we actually now talk about this in church? Not so much. Hmm. At least in my own little experience, not so much. And one of the reasons could be the, the fear or, or maybe just the culture in church that, you know, church is, is, is a sanctuary. It's a holy so place. Speak. It's a holy place. Exactly. So uh, such things should not be mentioned. Even amongst married people, you know, when you bring up imagine. the topic, you find people become very uncomfortable. Everywhere mm -hmm. becomes very <laughs> awkward, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes important. You need to sit at marriage uh, talks and marriage seminars. But to be fair, the church has done a little bit better recently with having these practical talks, but amongst married people. So the fear is if we have these conversations with young people, we may spoil them. Okay. Mm -hmm. We may overly expose them to things that they may, they may you know, not already have been exposed to. Mm. Well, actually, that's that's the other way around because guys are exposed sometimes so way exposed. more than the marriage men, right? So, <laughs> yes, I don't I disagree you. with that. So yeah, exposed. So, uh, I don't think the church should shy away from from such talks, particularly okay. with young men. And um, yeah. the world is is way more strategic than we yeah. are. Yeah, you know, that's way true. more strategic in in sort of uh, programming our thought processes in programming yeah. what we take as normal, you yeah. know, even in formal sex education, right? In formal education, you have these things filtering in sex education and all of that. So the world yeah. is more strategic. Why should we not as yeah. a church 
yes. you know, take the bull by the horns and deal yeah. with this matter yeah. much more practically. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a big mistake to to think that it's not in the position of the church to introduce these things because information is everywhere. Information is everywhere, like you said. It's impossible to just grow up in today's day and not be very exposed to many things. And I think if uh, the spiritual leaders, parents, take it upon themselves to be the ones to initiate this, then it gets better because um, the other option would be to wait for a damage to be done and then try to correct it. And even in this discussion, I'm thinking of how to take it because we can try to correct it, imagining something has gone wrong, or we can try to introduce the topic. So what would you say is the best way to go about it? Just imagine now we have this. Um, well, let's be very practical. At what age does this become an issue? be honest, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I know it, it could vary. I know it could vary. I know it could vary. Yeah, it does, it um, does vary. Um, it may not be wise to bring up this discussion to a five-year-old, right? Oh, certainly. To a 10-year-old, it may not be extremely, extremely an issue yet, right? Apart from the normal curiosity that comes with just seeing yeah, things yeah. and asking questions, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It's probably in the teenage that this becomes a very, very intense issue. Yeah, good for right. boys and for girls right so let's right. imagine we have a teenage boy right and um so what is the first thing to tell him about his body and how he's feeling what's the first thing that you think he should know when okay. it comes to this strong attraction to the opposite sex mm. Mm. i think the first thing that every young man every teenager particularly when you're just blossoming you're just mm -hmm. going beyond your 12, 13 into your 14, yeah. you know, you, you start having those hormones, you know, mm -hmm. secreted in large amounts. The first thing is that they must know that it's normal. Okay. It I'm going to write that down. That's extremely normal. important. It is normal. Yeah. It's not a sin. Right? It's not a sin yet. <laughs> okay. It's not a sin <laughs> Let's yet. Put it that way. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's not, well, it's actually not a sin. Uh, it depends it, on how you act on it. All right. or a reaction to to okay. those feelings is what matters right okay. and it's well, well we'll get to that point where we'll talk about the reaction level first but what i want every teenager every young man who is beginning to feel that extra attraction to the opposite sex is that it is normal okay. now let me quickly now this is not part of the discussion kind of it just dropped in my spirit let me quickly say because of our times, right? That if on the other hand, and I know this is going worldwide, that there's a there's a, a global kind of movement growing. Yeah. If as a young man you're beginning to be attracted in this way to another young man, please, mm. it is not it's not normal. It's not. These are two different things. Okay. Yeah. It is not normal. The way yeah. God made us, the way He created us from the beginning. Yes. So let me quickly just put that in. So for every young man who is naturally feeling that attraction to the opposite sex to another young lady, it is normal. Okay. okay. It is normal. That's the first thing you need to know. I don't know whether I should talk on or you ask more questions. Good. That's, that's, that's extremely important because, yeah. um, you know, I've been thinking about it and having discussions with some, some of my, my guys. Mm. Um, when it comes to smoking a cigarette, for example. Yeah. No one needs, if, unless you just want to be argumentative, 
Yeah. No one needs to, no one needs a lot of convincing to know that that is wrong because there is no natural appetite for smoke. Right? Mm-hmm. So smoking a cigarette is, there's no, there's no natural appetite for smoke. So it's clear that something is not normal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but when it comes to expressing sexual desire, there is a natural appetite yeah. for sex. Yeah. And the creator, God, has put it in us just so that creation can continue. It's it's a biological concept. Mm-hmm. So this is just hormones. Right? This is yeah. biology. This is chemicals we integrate in anybody. So when it comes to smoking a cigarette, there's no natural um, appetite for smoke. Right? In fact, you damage your body by taking a smoke. When it comes to expressing sexual desire, there is a natural appetite. Right? So how at what point how do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line between a natural appetite that needs to be um, held or under control, right? Just like when you're fasting and you cannot eat yet, you are hungry. It's not bad to feel hungry. It's just no time to eat, right? So where do you draw the line between the natural appetite and the carnal nature, the sinful life, the flesh, yeah. right? So if I find myself desiring sexual expression, mm. how can I know that this is just my body? Right, manifesting itself, hmm. and this is not the sinful nature. Yeah. Do you understand my question? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I do. It's uh, it's first of all. So let me let me start from where you said you know God puts those hormones there for a purpose. Okay? Yeah. So when we say it's natural, because we've spoken about the natural man a lot, um, someone might say, okay, that's part of the natural man, and okay. it must be dealt with completely. But when we say it's natural, we mean that God, God designed it so from the beginning. And it is for a purpose, like you said. Um, the confines within which this should be expressed is the marriage. The marriage. All right, bond. all right, all right, all right. It's within marriage. Now so that is, is the there. only that is the only confines that is allowable. Exactly. Only. 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 Within. Yeah. Only married so, men are permitted to have sex. Yes, and, and only with, with their wives. They're married, exactly. exactly. Okay. Not across, right. not across. Uh, across wives. <laughs> you know? right. Exactly, exactly. So okay. God puts it there for a purpose. Now, as a young man, you it becomes easy to draw the line when, okay, for example, um, let's say you 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 accidentally um, or for some reason somehow you, you you saw something you shouldn't see in a very fine well well made young lady beautiful right. okay you know and then your 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 brain starts sending you know all the signals to or every part of your body and you begin to feel somewhat aroused okay now you did not look upon that maid deliberately yeah okay that you 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 happen to just see it okay then your body begins to react now, how you respond to that, to those signals is where sin begins. Okay. So if you tell yourself, right, oh, okay, guy, calm down, calm down, let's wait, let's wait, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you lay constraint on yourself. Yeah. You, you, sometimes you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I remember being taught a very effective way growing up as a kid, you know, in Bible club and all of that. They said, look, when when such things you see an image you see something that just drops on your heart you're talking about the purity of that and all of that 
They just say, just, just say, Lord, the blood of Jesus wash my heart. The blood of Jesus wash my heart. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it was effective for me, right? So it's, it wasn't just me saying, oh, okay, just talking to myself. There is a place of talking to yourself. The psalmist, most of them spoke to themselves, say, oh, my soul, why are you downcast? All right, all right. There is a place where you speak to your soul. You're like, okay. guy, why are you rushing? Guy, <laughs> take it easy. Come, take it easy. Come, come, All right. Let's not go down that path. Okay. So if, if however, you don't draw that line at okay. that point, and perhaps you now feel the urge to take a second look. Okay? And that's where that, that scripture in Job 31 comes into play. It didn't say that I would not see a maid. It says I would okay. not think upon okay think again is a process is yeah. where your thoughts have been garnered have been geared yeah. towards a particular focus course, a particular idea is focused mm -hmm. okay so you you decide that i will not take a second look i will not think you, you are mm -hmm. not sitting down to begin to imagine what would it feel like mm -hmm. if this if that and all of that okay, okay. you you said you just say immediately no this is not for me and you cut it out Okay. okay then you actively because the mind is slippery it is if you do not actively engage it in something else things it will go back. do something it will go back yes, there it will clean that's back. its natural tendency okay. okay it's naturally um designed to 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 prioritize such if you know what i mean okay so yeah. um it's not the scene when you when you see that you accidentally brush a young lady's sensitive part okay and those signals, oh, they are so fast. They travel mm. so fast. Yeah. Okay. And your body begins to <laughs> they react in a certain way. Same process. Okay. It is not yet a sin until okay. you begin to dwell on it. Okay. And it begins to be a sin from your thought process. Jesus taught us that. It's mm. not until you act upon. There are many good boys out there who have not acted upon anything because probably they don't have the opportunity to. That doesn't make them righteous. Mm. Okay is how much they've spent time dwelling on the thought imagining things thinking and the level of imagination you will have depends on what you have seen before that's right okay? that's how that proverb scripture comes into play there's so much that you 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 there's only so much you can do with your imaginations we learn based on what we see okay okay i usually say if somebody has never eaten let's say lasagna lasagna is more like an italian thing okay uh, my African brother who grew up in, in Boko or Wanuni, I come to him and say, hey, come, 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 come. Who's going to eat lasagna? I will, I will give you lasagna. It means nothing to him. He's like, yeah. what's that? Yeah. What's that? It's yeah. not, but what's lasagna? But if like, you say, say akupa. If you say akupa. <laughs> or if you say amtoho or pounderiam. You understand that language? He has tasted it, right? So immediately the, the memory of the pleasure comes Very to mind. Good. Comes back and then begins to recreate um recreate or, or to, to to secrete every hormone that is needed for that activity. Okay. So your level of exposure, and that's why it is so key to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. What you watch or you listen to, you know. Um, what you read is so important because your struggle, your victory really depends on yeah. how much of those exposure. Many people have been caught in cycles, not because, you know, Jesus lacks the power to save. 
Okay. Uh, Paul came to the point and said, who would deliver me from what is a wretched Richard man? man. I came to that point, like the things I want to do, I can't do. The very things I know I shouldn't be doing, right? I know it's not the case of I don't know, I do know. But that is the very thing I find myself doing. He said, who would deliver me from this body of mm. sin? Okay. And all of that is because you've got an experience. And every time, yeah. because you are born again, your 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 physical body doesn't change yeah the experiences you have have not been have not been completely like deleted from your memory if you know what i mean mm -hmm. so when you come into that experience if grace does not come from above mm -hmm. okay to to sort of shield you from the memory if you like okay. of it it comes rushing back and whether you just came down from the pulpit burning hot whether you just finished a two-hour tongue speaking thing mm. oh things just begin to well up in you the warning what's happening mm. what's happening so young men who have not gone down this path is don't and if we, to be, if we have to be to be specific yeah if we yeah. have to be specific gone down this path means you have not crossed the line you have not gone into watching pornography. Yeah. You have not gone into um reading romantic novels. Reading romantic novels. You have not gone into um fornication or physical yeah. contact, um yeah. sex of a sexual nature with the opposite sex or with the same sex because of mm. you know what you said earlier, right? Yeah. So yeah. because once you taste it, yeah, it's like the story of the domestic tiger also. But the moment he tasted blood, mm. the appetite was awakened. And again, I'm reminded of the, of the, sorry about that, of the, the scripture yeah. that says, do not awaken love. Yeah. Songs until it is so, time, until it so yeah. pleases. Yeah. I think yeah, there's another, yeah. there's another um, verse that says, love is stronger than death. Mm. Death. Mm. So even though the context there might have been different. Like these are desires that once they are awakened, mm. it is very, very, very difficult to put them back to sleep. Right. Yeah. And it seems that God designed it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you, I just wanted to expound because when you said if you're a young person who has not gone down that path, I just wanted yeah, it to be clear what that's yes, what exactly. that meant. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, don't let your curiosity get the best of you. Right. There are many, well, not too many, a few young men that I know who um, you know, started watching pornography um, from someone's testimony. Really? Yeah. So someone came and shared the testimony how, you know, you know, he was watching pornography before. And the testimony was just a little bit, a little bit more detailed. Graphic. Yeah. Mm. And curiosity got the best of. Oh my God. You know. What, oh my what, God. what does it what, what does it look like what does it look like oh so those are some of the fears that i believe elders in church have ah, i see they don't want to to would mention it yeah talk about such things but i think um the advantages of talking about them far far outweighs the disadvantages because okay. if you don't somebody is going to talk to them about it from a different perspective yes yes yes, yes. from an uncontrolled setting yes. and it becomes impossible to now lay foundation. I was reading a book recently and it said that your idea of what is original depends on what you saw first. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So um the the if if I've never seen a, a webcam before, 
anything I see for the first time pointed out to me that this is a webcam, that becomes a standard for judging every other thing called a yes. webcam yes. thereafter. Okay. Yeah. So it's important that the foundations of of these things, everything having to do with the sexuality of a young man and how to express it and how to deal with it, it should come from the church because that will set the standard. We struggle because young men already have seen the original, so to speak, so far as they are concerned, outside. Somebody has defined for them, this is what it should be like. Then when they come back to us, we are struggling to break down on the foundation, how difficult it is. It's very difficult. Very difficult. So. The church should be talking about this. Wow. The church should be wow. talking about this. So if a young person listening to us and God has helped you that even in our times, your heart is still naive. Your heart is still innocent. Please cherish that naiveness. Cherish it. Mm. It's a treasure. It's it's mm. it's worth more than anything you can imagine. Mm. It's I, I can't I, I can't describe that the value. It's a sweet naiveness. Value. It's yeah. it's see, I was telling someone and well, I was telling someone I married, I got married to my wife as a virgin. Mm. Okay. Because there was some element of naivety in me. There were points when I think back, I'm like, oh my god, that was an open invitation. Wow. I didn't but you did see not know. He's such an innocent, sweet Christian brother. Yeah. It was, you know, not to say I had not struggled with stuff, okay? Yeah. Not to say I had not struggled with lust and all of that. But I had no experience whatsoever with anything. So I didn't know. Yeah. And I'm grateful I did not know. I'm so, so grateful. Because you passed on a lot of invitations to hell. Exactly. exactly. Because you did not know. Because I did not know. So oh. innocence and naivety is beautiful for your for your journey. It's a okay. treasure. Okay. That's what don't that's, don't sell it cheaply. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I um that thing of curiosity, I think um it's extremely important for young men to be warned. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard the word pornography. Mm. And I'm glad that I heard it in Calvaryros College. Mm. I can't remember exactly who was preaching or talking about it, and uh, I did not know what it was. Hmm. But I, but the atmosphere of the meeting changed when that word came up. You could tell that this was something interesting. And uh, but in Carvirus College, we did not have smartphones or any internet, so I just learned a new word, right? Yeah. And then I think I remember also afterwards having family devotion, and my dad, we actually read from a devotional. He was leading the devotion. And he mentioned that word again, pornography. Now, um, somehow, he he also said, after mentioning it, he said, in case you don't know the meaning. Mm, this is what <laughs> it means exactly. He said, it's when um, you, you go about looking at the pictures of naked women. That's what he said. Mm. And that's what he, that's, that's where he stopped. Right? Okay. Now, I'm grateful. Yeah, it's okay. I was not I was not a child. I was already in secondary school. Like maybe yeah, I think yeah. 11, 12 years old. I was already I was already a man, you know, a man in my own <laughs> definition. So but I'm glad. I'm glad that by God's grace. I never got to a point of having to enter into it and try to come out of it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. even that I knew it was by God's mercy. But then I understand personally that this thing of curiosity, I've heard very sad stories of mm. somebody who said he was just sitting down by himself and began to be curious about biology and how um, procreation happens, how women get pregnant. Oh, and that was the beginning of the downfall. He got into the most dirty pit you can ever imagine. 
mm. and have after exploring that for a long time he eventually went to the other side of homosexualism so a very sad story so um we're having a very interesting conversation so far we'll take a commercial break right now and then when we come back we'll continue thank you If you're enjoying this conversation, can you share this with your friends and family members? Follow us on abbasdwelling.com for more edifying and interesting stories. And if you do decide to follow us on our social media, we are on Instagram, abbas underscore dwelling and abbas dwelling on Facebook. Thanks for listening and let's get back to the conversation now. Welcome again to this interesting episode of Banters That Edify with Abba's Dwelling, powered by Jekron. We are discussing a very interesting topic relevant to Christian males, which is about handling sexuality. Um, again, we have Dr. Faru Norm as a guest today and um, uh, a friend of mine, Chinedu, also as part of this conversation. So we've said a lot of things. I, I would not take the time to reiterate it. You can um, listen to it, but you can share this with your friends because it will be very interesting. Now, uh, we've spoken a lot about the fact that the sexual urges that men experience um, are natural. It's natural. It's biology. When it becomes a sin is when you um, decide to act on it, think on it and act on it in a way that goes against the word of God. Right. So the Bible doesn't call the first look a sin, the one that did not happen deliberately. But it is the second look because Job said, why should I think upon? So it's that second look that makes it a sin. So if you can arrest the thought process and quickly engage your mind with something else, then you will not fall into sin. You've also mentioned that... Um, um, that sweet naivety is something that should be cherished that we should not become too curious about women and their bodies and sexuality to the point of getting into um a lot of things on the internet and then that that brings us to, to a very, very bad place so now this is good we've discussed this for, and he also mentioned that we should uh, it's good for pastors and church leaders to mention this first to introduce it to yeah to people so that the first the first definition of sexuality or sex that they get is from a christian perspective and then they know that every other thing is an anomaly rather than being exposed wrongly first of all and then having to spend a lot of time correcting it right so the question i want to ask now is what should our godly christian sisters do we understand that the bible says that we should be our brother's keeper so um they do not feel what we feel but Many girls, and I have discovered this from personal experience, many girls become a source of temptation without planning to become one. Not deliberately. They are just trying to be beautiful. And unfortunately, the world has sold them a wrong definition of beauty. Right? So what do we say to church girls who are a source of temptation without knowing? Maybe based on their dressing or the way they carry themselves. Okay, thank you. Very So the first thing our sisters need to to know is the fact that their brothers are going through this kind of struggle. Going through fire. Going through fire. <laughs> that they they actually do. So sometimes sometimes sisters struggle to to appear beautiful. They struggle with them with with you know accepting the fact that somebody likes them. So if they get to mm. know anybody 
loves them for who they are. They they almost want to give away everything. Mm. Okay. So the first thing you need to know as our sisters is naturally the way you are, your brothers are attracted. Wow. wow. Okay. I mean, I didn't know that. That's new. Yeah, That's new. That's new. <laughs> I'm kidding, of mm. course. Yeah. You need to know that. You need to know that. Now, does that now mean you should um, take advantage of that and play around with the brother's emotions and all of that? No. Being your brother's keeper and having understood that, you now need to carry about a consciousness that um, okay. in being a loving sister, in being a godly sister to all the brothers around, you are by no means... Um, planting suggestive things in their minds. You are by no means right. aiding them down a path that will first begin to be destructive to them as young men and probably eventually get to you as well. Okay? So, first, no. Young men are attracted to you as a young lady. You are blossoming. Okay? Yeah. God is... You are beginning to be shaped. And I see something... Oh, the other day I went to chapel. Okay, um, in the university setting, I worship at the chapel. And all these young ladies were coming in and just walking in. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. And my heart sunk. Oh Beautiful young ladies. They are wearing their skirts. Okay. They are wearing their blouses. They are wearing their, their dresses. But then there's just something, particularly with the skirts and the blouses. They have been, I don't know how the, ta I don't know how the, the tailors do it now. Mm. It's been designed to accentuate their, mm. their curves, their backsides and everything. Deliberately. And I, and I stood there, I'm like, why? Why, do you, why does this have to be like this? So as a young man, honestly, if you don't walk with your eyes in the sky, Hi. Um, you, you will see you something. You will see more than you bargain for. Oh my God. And these are our sisters. In, in church. In trying to look smart, in trying to look beautiful, you don't have to to you don't have to go that extra mile mm. so in caring for us just know you're already attracted to like you're already attracted to us mm -hmm. okay mm. in caring for us make sure that you one secondly now you dress properly yeah. we have without understanding now the first thing is dress properly because we are triggered by what we see all right yeah we are triggered by what we see so okay. dress properly you know cover your cleavages cover mm -hmm. all your curves don't get that skirt that is overly tight okay don't don't get that that blouse that has a neckline that just dips very deeply mm. okay yeah. please stress stress you are you will still be beautiful if you wear a very beautiful flowery um, um, um garment I mean, <laughs> that covers well, you. Still, you are still going to be beautiful, and there will still be brothers that will still be struggling and say, Lord, help me. Mm. Okay, That's even true. with you That's dressed true. decently, okay, we just talked about experience and exposure, depending on how much they've gone down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So help us by dressing okay. properly. That's dressing. The third thing is your mannerisms, the way you speak to us. Yeah. All right. I, I many times I see when they speak amongst themselves, they speak normally. Then when they speak to a brother, you know, they become much more very soft, very sweet, or, romantic. Or very sweet. Oh, thank you, brother, brother thank Fado, you. brother Fado. You oh. look so nice today. Oh, come on, brother, <laughs> brother Fate. Oh, thank you so much. You know, and all of that. You please, 
Now, are we saying, are we saying that um, you should not be nice, you should not be sweet to your brothers? You should actually. But the Holy Spirit needs to give you an extra sensitivity to note when don't be consistently sweet to a particular brother, you will not help him. It will not help that brother. And innocently, perhaps God has helped you to be sweet to all brothers the same way. But this brother has not seen you being sweet they to interpret any it other differently. Yeah. yeah, he's seen it differently. So trust God to, to mix up your sweetness sometimes because your 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 what you play, the role you play in our lives. Okay. Young sisters. It's not just in the lives of young men. It's not just a sister. Many of you can be mothers. There are things, there are instructions wow, wow. that you will bring to a young man and nobody else will give him and he will take. Okay? You can walk up to the brother and say, Brother, why is your hair this way? Don't you know that this, 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 I kid you know, that evening that brother is going to cut his hair. Yeah, he will. He will. He okay. Will. Even though his mother has been telling him to do that since he was a child. Even though his mother has been singing in his ear. Yeah. Okay, that's the power you have. Mm. So let's not just let's not just make you know make this thing so so you're just sweet and all of that. And you know, sometimes it's also the manifestation of the flesh. You just want everyone to accept you and to think well of you and to, mm. to not think, you know, that you are harsh or something. No mm. man. No man. Forget about self-image, okay? If your soul is sweet, it is sweet. Yeah, Even yeah. in being stern, you are emanates. It's it's something mm. that is an aroma that must which we can't, you can't you can't shield it in. Yeah. Okay. So first thing we said, understand that we are attracted to you already. You don't need to do anything extra. When you go the extra mile, you now over. But it was saying we are ten times. We have it ten times. Uh, more intense libido right? yeah yeah than than you ladies so when you just take two steps or a step you know ahead of what you are already mm. you are you are probably driving us 20 times down a yeah. path yeah that's true <laughs> just know that we're already attracted to you one two. you're already fine you're already fine that's what we're saying in english fine. you're already a fine exactly. girl yeah. you're already fine mm. okay understand that secondly you now need to help us by dressing properly yes Okay, that's your normal thigh that you are normally used to, that you see and is normal to you. It's not normal to us. It, no, it, normal. it triggers it triggers some things deep it's within normal. us. Please help yeah. us cover it if you don't Please. want the brother to get damaged. Mm -hmm. Dress properly. Cover your 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 breasts. Okay, they are normal to you. They are the the what they pluck in a in a guy's brain is can never imagine beyond this. You can't imagine it. Cover it up. This new trend with dresses that just accentuates your particularly your backside and you're walking and we can almost see your pant line and all of that. Sister, mm. help thy brother. Mm. Mm. Help thy brother, please. Mm. Then we now said, also, try as much as possible and don't be overly sweet. Don't be too sweet. Don't mm. be too sweet. Play the role okay, of, don't of a big brother, sister. Of a big sister, of a mother. Don't let this yeah. brother just, you know, and... and Many, many times this thing, it, it switches of logic <laughs> in a young man's brain. That's true. So you see a young man who should be reading and he's lying on his bed just smiling. And <laughs> the words that you spoke to him that morning. Oh my God. He has not recovered. He has, he has not recovered. recovered. He has been smitten. He's my God. <laughs> my God. My God. My God. Sisters, help us. Sisters, be careful though. Please be careful. 
you have oh. you have a, a nuclear bomb at your disposal mm. in your hand please use it wisely use it wisely. use it wisely then can i add one more thing go on sir yeah. sure. touch us in fact if possible don't touch us but if you're going to touch us touch us touch us with uh touch us with understanding mm. i don't know how to say that don't just shake a brother's hand and hold it mm. Mm. many times the brother that wants to hold your hand try as much as possible when you see that the case he may not know once you have finished shaking his hand let go politely politely let go politely okay okay please so that you don't so well we talked about we told you already once we see things begin to happen yes may not regard by sight yeah you yeah when we now hear you things happen further mm. then when we now touch touch you, you. Mm. fire is on the fire is on there are three, three things that should not happen so please yeah. help us help us don't just you say brother you're of course he's your brother and then you just go and touch his head and let your hand just slide down his face just be rubbing yeah, okay. his cheeks in the name of his my friend that is wrong that is wrong affectionate touch um under no circumstances is permissible yes. and then sometimes you even go as far as almost pecking almost i said almost, yeah. almost like <laughs> it shouldn't be Thank you so much, Dr. Fado. You've, you've spoken so elaborately. I have, I was just taking notes and looking at my notes now. There's nothing to add. Um, I wish to tell the sisters, just do what Dr. Fado has said. I think it's better that it's coming from him, the married man, um, rather than if it was coming from someone like me or the other guys here who are not yet married. Okay. So I don't think that's it. I say, okay, Rafati said we should not go near him again. He said we should not go near him again. Right. So it's that sort of thing. Thank you so much, Dr. Fado. Um, I, I understand the issue of dressing, the issue of dressing, wearing things that are above the knee, showing the thigh, tight clothing to reveal the curves, um, things that show the cleavage. This should not be. Now, I understand the difficulty girls face in even finding the right things to wear. In 2017, I wanted to buy a dress for my sister and a gown. I wanted to buy a gown for my sister. I kid you not. I went to the store four times yes four times i went returned went again returned and it was only the fourth time i could get something so why couldn't i find something because almost every gown i saw had something wrong with it it could be a beautiful gown wonderful material and then they, i just see that there's a slit there's a slit from the thigh downwards so when the girl is walking you can almost see her underwear right or it's this thing they call show me your back i saw a wonderful gown only to go to the other side i saw that it had no back it had no back so a girl is wearing a gown her back is exposed or it could be something that just that just shows the instead of having material to cover the breast region it has something like a net so you can see skin under the dress totally unnecessary totally unnecessary so but i understand that is because the god of this world the god of fashion satan has design dresses for our girls to wear. So I'm praying that God will also raise Christian fashion designers to design dresses that are beautiful yet decent. And beyond that, for God to do something very deep in the heart of our sisters, that they will not even desire to wear such things. Yeah. You know, that the, the world would have been so crucified in their hearts that they will not see beauty in it because we have some girls who dress decently. And when they see fellow girls dressing with those other dresses, nothing smites them in their heart. They still admire them that she's beautiful because the definition of beauty is still conditioned by the world. Beauty doesn't mean sexy. By that word, sexy is not, it's not in the Bible, it's from the world. Right? So that's something that sisters have to take note of. 
um, I understand the difficulties with finding dresses. That's why I had to say that. All right then. So um, once again, thank you very much, Dr. Fado. We are very close to the end of our um, our discussion. The last thing I would have wanted Dr. Fado to add is because um, we've talked about what the sister should do right with this knowledge. And then uh, I'd love to also um, have him say what the brother should do to help themselves. Because some girls will listen to this and get angry that why are they blaming us for their problem, right? So we've told them what they can do to help us boys. Now we need to tell ourselves what we can do to help ourselves. But that's going to be the final question. Right now I'm going to throw the question um, um, over to you guys. And um, it's, uh, I don't know if you we want to be as practical as possible, right? Is there any incident in your life that you'd love to share with us that um, uh, that somehow gives context to some of the things that Dr. Fado said? Is it real for you? Do you find the girls around you dressing one way or the other? Yeah, instantly, let me, let me just um, um, share a brief story of um, what has happened recently. Okay. Uh, so I happen to live in a dormitory where we I studied with Russians. Okay. So some of the cases, um, you just see them living either living in a hostel or coming back from wherever they have went. Um, so in some of the cases, you just see that um, in her in her own terms, she might be dressing properly. Mm. She may not just feel like trying to trigger any emotions or attract unnecessary attention. But I know for me that's walking behind her, or if she's, for example, walking ahead of me, and for me that is walking behind her, it's a whole lot of struggle. It's a lot, it's a struggle, yeah. It's a whole lot of struggle. So I, I just remember last week I wanted to get some things done with my documents and I need I needed to cross a, a road, the pedestrian. So the girl coming ahead of me, just almost directly opposite me she wasn't wearing she was wearing almost nothing almost nothing almost nothing downstairs so what happened was i i already knew what i would face so mm. i just stood be, beside and uh pretended as though i was using my phone yeah, i wouldn't yeah. pass around just mm. to pass so i can continue my journey that was a smart move yeah. Smart move. yeah it's so unfortunate it's it's a reality especially for those who are living in the more developed part of the world because um it's a it's a thing right um the russians the americans during the summer when it's hot they're almost you know naked and to them it seems normal but to us it's not right so um again so i'm, I'm going to throw the, uh, the fight this is the final question to dr father we've, we've spoken about what sisters can do to help brothers right I think it will be incomplete and uh, one-sided if we don't tell brothers what they can do to help themselves. And we've already said that at the beginning, but just in practical, um, um, if you can give some practical steps. I like what our brother has done. He said he pretended to be using his phone, right? These are things that you have to learn to do. These are things that you have to learn to do. Um, get yourself headphones and then when you're walking on the street, put some messages, you know, and listen to them. It has a way of taking your butt with your eyes open so that you don't, you know, just walking through in the road, but it has a way of, of distracting you from seeing all of this. We cannot succeed in making every girl dress the way we want them to. In fact, some girls, some girls feel that if a boy cannot hold himself, that's his problem. Again, that is not the Christian way of it, because in Christianity we are our brothers keepers, right? So, but I want Doctor Father to just in two minutes, if you can give practical bullet points 
what should men do to help themselves in this matter? Okay, thank you. First is don't assume every every young lady has your heart. All right, so sorry. You You're not the finest guy in town. That's what he's saying. You need to arm yourself with 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 all of these. And the first thing is, you know, things need attractive sites to settle on. Okay. I was doing some work and you need to sort of biofunctionalize a surface to attract the specific biomolecules you want them to be attracted to. Yeah. Okay, so if the surface of your heart doesn't have the other side that attracts, even like what Fatih was saying, even when you say these things, you know, there is a grace for them to fly over. So number one, uh, the psalmist said, how can a young man keep his way hmm? pure? pure. What did he say? By taking uh, heed. By taking heed. According to your word. So, the word of God. The psalmist okay. says, Thy word have I done what? Hidden. Hidden my heart. In my heart. So, the first thing is pump yourself mm. with the word of God. I like that. Read and um, um, listen. Okay. Okay. Thank God for audio Bibles and yeah. all the Bibles that have uh, audio distance. Listen, listen, listen. The word of God first, then messages. Yeah. Okay. Preached by men who, you know, are well grounded and are sound in the yeah. word of God so that you don't get the wrong spirit on you. Right. Right. Sound men of God. And right. um, so do that. Then the next thing is to guard. We talked about that earlier. Watch what you watch. Okay watch what you listen to watch what you read um it, it takes a lot of discipline but yeah you're watching a movie you decided to sit down to watch a movie and there's something going on yeah either stop watching skip mm -hmm. it go away take a break go to the toilet even if you don't feel like using the toilet go and wash your hands and go, to the gym. go to the gym go to the gym go to the gym yeah uh, sometimes the gyms are not very <laughs> well yeah yeah there's that there's that there's that yeah that's so, true but do something deliberately to distract yourself like our brother did he stopped and was using his phone tell yourself i will not look again i had I had this at one point it was like a battle mm -hmm. my my head wanted to look again i took my head you will not look you will not look again <laughs> I, I, I was almost reciting and I'm sure somebody was wondering, is this guy, is this guy okay? <laughs> it, it see, if you need to appear abnormal on the street to, to protect your breastplate of righteousness, please appear abnormal. <laughs> it's more important. If you need to speak to yourself, the psalmist, I said earlier, the psalmist, they, they speak, they spoke to themselves again and again and again. They spoke to their soul. Speak to yourself. There are yeah. times when you find yourself being dragged down a path okay there are people who just sit down and they pick their phone and they know what they're about to do is wrong but they can't stop they're just going and going tell speak to yourself stop it stop it don't do it stop it don't you know speak to yourself it's very very important okay something else to do is to deliberately configure your mind to see every sister every young lady as a sister sister all right okay but that would mean that you first of all know what the relationship the personal relationship should be between a brother and a sister so trust god that you are probably in a family setting in a church setting in a fellowship setting where true brotherly kindness and love is happening so that you have a standard of definition of what the relationship is like between a brother and a sister 
a brother and a sister can walk down the street holding hands, a biological brother and a sister. And it's, a, it's my sister. Okay. There is an understanding. But even when that understanding or when that understanding is warped, you have a lot of issues going on between brothers and sisters. That's why I, I need, I'm saying, you should have, you know, experienced true brotherhood and sisterhood. Uh, it's now no longer safe to just treat them as sisters because some people treat people as sisters in a different way. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the godly way. The godly way. So configure your mind. That beautiful sister, she is your sister. Okay. There's something else I used to do and I still do it up until now. Before I got married, you know, I had this understanding that every young lady already has a husband. She only has not found him yet. All right. Mm. All right. So she's somebody's wife. Wife she be, is somebody's wife to mm. be at the least. Mm. So I told myself, okay, I will not dishonor my brother by mm. dishonoring his wife. Mm. Mm. So whenever my heart is going, so I had, I had an agreement with God. I said, Lord, I will not love a young lady beyond the love of a brother and a sister if she's not my wife to be. So several mm. times along my journey, even my present, my wife, you know, when I started loving her, I went to God, I said, Lord, is she the one? Remember this. what I said. Remember our agreement. Is she the one or should I kill these feelings? Okay. So that was my agreement. Our sincerity with God is also key. Mm -hmm. I have that conversation with God again and again and again. Okay. okay. So when I'm beginning to develop a feeling because I'm close to a sister, you know, we have so much to do together. And proximity has does a lot to you. Don't be too close to a sister, brother. That's something else to do. Okay. Try and manage your proximity. Don't call this sister all the time. 12 a.m. Just call to check on you. Just to check on you. Yeah, we're pouring her on to her quiet time. My spirit could not stop thinking about you. Please minimize all of that. You will help yourself. You will help that sister. Okay. So once you start feeling that way and God says she is not your own, I say, okay, I must not dishonor my brother. By dishonoring his wife. Every young lady has a husband already. Yes. Already. She has only not found him and he has not found her. Yet. So mm. don't don't go and tamper with her emotions. Mm. She is not yours. Oh. She is not yours. Let me stop there. So many more, but because of thank you so much. I mean, I, I'm tempted to um promise I would have a second part of this, but I'll just wait to see what feedback we get from this. But a lot of things were said by you, Dr. Fado. And to expound on them would take a lot of time. But thank you. Thank you so much for that. So I think the takeaway is that boys should take responsibilities for them, responsibility for themselves. As much as we try to say our sister should be like this and to help us with this, they should only help, right? The responsibility is yours. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why should I think upon a maid, right? So it's your responsibility to remind yourself. It's your responsibility to caution yourself. And then, like Dr. Fado said, well, speak to yourself. And then it's also your responsibility to, to keep your heart, to guard your heart with all diligence. Um, mm. I, I, had to, I had to stop watching movies, if I'm to be honest. Mm. Right now, I think I am a little bit, just a little bit more relaxed. But even now, I only watch production, productions from Mount Zion, the Kendrick brothers, and then from a few other proven Christian ministries, because I've seen some Christian movies that looked Christian until I saw something very explicit in the middle, right? And as for me, I do not forward 
I see something that I don't skip it. Mm. The entire movie is useless to me. If I see one scene that is improper, the entire movie is, I will not skip it and continue. I will hate the story from that moment, right? And then I see Dr. Father also talking about seeing all women as sisters, right? And then, because once you do that, the principle of sanity kicks in and makes it impossible. Like, you, you know, you need to be depraved. To, we have sisters, many, many of us have sisters. Even when you are at home and your sister is just maybe dressing or just passing and she went out to get something and she wore something that was a little bit tight. You know, in your mind, you almost did not even see her. Yeah. If you are normal, if you are normal. There are so many abnormal um, stories. Abnormal. <laughs> but if you are normal, you almost did not see her. She's your sister. I mean, mm -hmm. right? So, because when you see a sister as your, when you see a Christian lady as your sister, the principle of sanity makes it, um, Unreasonable, unreasonable, sorry, makes it unreasonable to, to go down that path, right? So it's our responsibility. It's okay to look foolish for a few seconds to a stranger yeah. if that would help you to keep the breastplate of your righteousness, which is what um, your breastplate of righteousness, like he said, right? So let's take responsibility for ourselves. The next thing I want to talk about is how to break out of the cycle, like for those who have crossed that line. But I guess we'll wait for um, a future episode to discuss that. We're already way past our schedule. Once again, thank you so much, Dr. Fado for um, what you've given us to ponder on. I hope that this discussion is a blessing to all those who listen to them. So what do we say to Dr. Fado? Want to go? Thank you. Thank you very much. And God bless. All right. Thank you very much. The pleasure has been mine. Welcome, sir. God. Right. Well, our regards to your wife. Absolutely. We do. And right. PJ. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll get to know. Okay. All right. Goodbye. So, we've come to the end of our conversation today. Thank you for listening in. Let us know what you think by reaching out to us through our email at abbasdwellingplace at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. See you again next week. Bye.